We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Welcome to the Lily Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover, and this week with the music, it's the star of Lola Montez, Deborah Kryzak. <laughs> looking very elegant. And our panel, looking somewhat less elegant, Greta Lee Jackson, Colin Buchanan and Tommy Dean. <laughs> and our audience this week from Daly's Point, Terrigal, uh, Mitchum, uh, New Lambton and Razorback. First, here is the news from nowhere. After they close the old powerhouse museum, moving the collection to Parramatta, they're going to flog off much of the site to developers. We know that, right? But wait, there's more. To mollify the critics, the state government, this is true, says the redeveloped site will include a new museum of fashion. So, can I be the first to offer my personal collection of the clothing of the past. Uh, perhaps you also have some items from the past... Yes, I see you have. <laughs> ..to contribute. Uh, as a tightwad, I never throw anything out. Even clothes that no longer fit are still there in my wardrobe. Years ago, in the book The Dag's Dictionary, we had a word for this sort of clothing. It was hope couture. <laughs> it falls under the general term, who knows... One day that diet might work. In fact, school friends meet me often say, you haven't changed since school. This is because I literally haven't changed since school. I, I'm still wearing the same clothes. Sure, my hair is grey and my face is hideously wrinkled, but at least the shirt is the same. I spent my teenage years wearing jeans and this particular flannelette shirt I liked before deciding to break free of my blandness through the purchase of a Mr John and Mary Vale one-piece zoot suit in white with tiny black pinstripes. This outfit consumed my first six pay packets as a part-time shop assistant and was appalling beyond any imagining. It was the sort of outfit Elvis would have worn had he fallen on hard times and decided to take up work as a children's clown. <laughs> to the new museum, to Gladys's mu new museum, I say, it's yours. I then found full-time employment and had to buy a proper suit. I still have it, a garment entirely untroubled by natural fibres. <laughs> they may have used cotton to sew on the buttons, I cannot be sure, but that would be the only concession to the world of nature. By noon each day, I smelt like a pig wrapped in plastic. <laughs> it will be important, I think, for the new museum to properly understand Australia's past enthusiasm for man-made fibres. Here's what was weird. We supplied the whole world with wool and half the world with cotton, yet couldn't wait to dress ourselves in what were effectively mulched-up plastic shopping bags. <laughs> the passion really got going in November 1965 when the British model Jean Shrimpton turned up at Flemington Racecourse in this daring miniskirt. The Shrimps miniskirt has been 
much discussed in the decades since. But what people may have forgotten is that, and this is true, she was brought here by the DuPont Chemical Company in order to alert Australians to the exciting world of artificial fabrics. For all the subsequent debate about whether the dress was four or five inches above the knee, the real point was that it was made of all on. All on. <laughs> Beautiful fabric, all on. The publicity blitz worked. Soon the whole country dreamed of being dressed head to tail in chemicals. Other artificial fabrics fought for our attention. There was Dacron, Rayon, Spandex, Brynylon, Polyester, Terraline, and Dame Edna Everinger's textile of choice, Crimpoline. <laughs> now, the only advantage of all this stuff is you didn't have to iron them. In fact, if you tried to iron them, they'd melt. <laughs> Just walking past a radiator could cause most people to burst into flames. Now, I bought that first nylon suit in the mid-1980s and wore it for a decade, teamed with a variety of nylon shirts. Now, after some reflection, reflection being easy to achieve in a suit that shiny, I decided to buy a second suit. By this point, I was putting on weight, but only on my body. In my mind, I was still thin. So I went into David Jones and I picked some trendy English suit. The upside was that it was made of natural wool. The downside was that it was tailored for someone 10 years younger and 10 kilos lighter. And the David Jones lady, God bless her, gently removed it from my hands and guided me to the Fletcher Jones section. And she said, this is true, she said, we find, sir, that these locally made jackets are better suited to our broad Australian shoulders. <laughs> what a goddess that woman was. And I'm happy to donate that suit to the new museum together with an explanation of the superb ego-building lies that were available at the time. And that's the news from nowhere. Uh, Greta Lee Jackson is here from Two Nightly. Colin Buchanan and Tommy Dean are here. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Thank, you so thank you so much. We, we, we want to check that you're much, up with Richard. this week's news. Who wants the sun to rise and get the hell out? Who wants the sun to rise? Well, this is, uh, this is fantastic news from the world of progressive parenting. <laughs> uh, this is a couple whose son has turned 30 years old. And uh, I believe since he was 18, they have quietly asked him on a weekly basis to leave. <laughs> and he never heeded them as being serious. And they took him to court. <laughs> to the yeah. Supreme Court the in the United States. Oh, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Supreme I didn't realize. Well, I to get to the, you don't start there, though. You had to go through a variety of courts uh, to work your way up oh, yeah. uh, yep. to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court of the land agreed. Yep. Uh, and it was a split decision. I think it was like five to two. Well, you can understand it's a very, uh, you know, touchy moral area. And uh, so I imagine the lower down courts don't want to touch it. Yeah. They want to. They want to push push it on because it's. Uh, well, what what is the what is the? I mean, this is the question: Is it what at what age is it all right for the parents to say, we, "We've had enough"? <laughs> well, I think they've been saying that they've had enough. I mean, whatever age the parents reckon. But doesn't this gentleman look the part? Yeah. He's got the long hair and the neck beard and everything. <laughs> he just looks like he's taken over the basement with his video games. And yeah. I think he's like representative of mm. yeah. every child that 
the parents. And a lot of their legal letters to him say, you've got to get a job. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to get a job. But maybe they're reaping what they sow. They should have not raised a jerk, I think. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I want to know what, what else can get legal too, you know, at home. If, whether you, if you can get legal on moving out, can you get legal on cleaning your room yeah. or washing yeah. up? Yeah. Just I'm going to get the Supreme Court into my place. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. There, was, there was a case in Florida about a decade ago, similar, same idea. The parents wanted the kid to leave. Uh, they wouldn't leave, so they went on strike. Was how they tried to solve it. They, they would they no longer do anything parental, so they, they moved out of their own house into the front lawn. They set up a tent. <laughs> <laughs> They wouldn't live in their house. They wouldn't cook. They wouldn't do laundry. They wouldn't give them any money. They just basically, this is what it's like. And then when the courts did get involved, uh, the courts pointed out that if they continued the strike, uh, they would find for the son because since they had abandoned the home. (laughs) He was squatting. He was squatting. Yeah, Yeah, the the, the wise thing is just to leave home and have no forwarding address. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just wonder whether or not, do do you get an appeal at the, or that's it? He's going to appeal. No, he's going to appeal. And you know what? he's going to do he's going to get that's not even fair <laughs> but he's not even talking to them he, didn't, he refused to talk to them in court so imagine how awkward dinner time's going to be in that house <laughs> i'm not moving out but i won't talk to you yeah, he, does, exactly. he doesn't pay rent he doesn't help with the chores he doesn't talk to them yeah it's not very good is it yeah no no not at all and yeah. uh, if my kids are listening don't get ideas <laughs> <laughs> who according to research out this week was born to be bad who was born to be bad? This is, this is interesting. There, isn't there a certain year that you were born where the stats are that you yeah. were... That, that, that you, it's okay, my this, birth this, year. It's 1984. It's oh, your yeah. birth year. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, but okay. it's pertaining so for, to... People yeah. haven't seen the story. This yeah. is the Bureau of Crime Statistics uh, in, in New South Wales. They've analysed the data and apparently there was quite bad crime in the 90s. And it means that if you were born in 1984, this cohort... There is a 48% chance that every male born in 1984 has had some quite serious run-in with the law. Wow. We just, as the girls, we just sat in the cars while they did all this stuff, you know, we didn't get involved. I don't know. I still think... The girls girls were 15% of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep your handbags on your lap, ladies. (laughs) And keep your hands just through the straps. I wonder what it is about that year, like what was in the water in 1984. No, it was... was, uh, More important, I mean, we're coming into... I mean, if 84 is when they were born, but that puts them in... We're talking about like 94 to 99. That's when the heroin thing was on in Sydney. that was crazy. That's the Golden Mile. That's crazy King's Cross. That was when I moved here. And I saw it all. And I told them to stop. <laughs> but they didn't heed they you. They didn't heed my warning. Yeah. I, I said, the, you the, young gentleman with your crazy drugs yeah. and your fancy clothes, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. The weirdest statistic of all, I think, is that of this group, born in 1984, 4.3% have actually served time. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's, a, that's a small number coming from America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I like I, how Australian gets impressed by small numbers. Yeah. What? That few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, actually, it's funny, because I looked up the stats. 1.8% entered federal politics, but of that 1.8%, an alarming 94% were found to be dual citizens. Who had, uh, <laughs> All in 1984. Uh, who, is, uh, who is in a right royal state about a planned visit? I knew the royal thing would, I knew the royal thing would come up. Still but going. Yeah. So We're still going. We're going what? for 400 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, is this, is this, because I've 
heard it said that they may be well. They're coming for the Invictus. They're definitely coming. Games. So they're all are. the state governments. Uh, they're coming to Sydney for yep. sure. But all the state governments are absolutely insanely trying to make them come to Western Australia and Victoria yep. and regional New South yep. Wales and yep. yeah. No, no, I heard that. And in fact, through uh, Freedom of Information, because <laughs> I thought this might come up. <laughs> So you put an application in three months ago. Uh, I did, I did, because I just had a feeling. And um, uh, I found out who, where, where all the serious invitations are coming from. And there's a list. Bustleton BMX Club, uh, <laughs> want them to come and open a new bike track. The Warrialda Wisteria Festival, obviously, want them to come. Ulladulla Nippers Surf Carnival. Uh, <laughs> Lithgow Men's Shed. <laughs> the Dunny Doo Crochet Club. Goulburn Yass Labradoodle Breeders are having a kennel open day, and obviously they're liking that. Island Bend Naturist Resort on the Wombi Caves Road, which that one's pretty optimistic in my... I don't think I'll go. But, and Sussex Inlet would like them to be guests of honour at a special ceremony to officially name them Duke and Duchess of Sussex ah. Inlet. Ah. Of Tommy, did you watch the wedding? You know, because America got as enthusiastic as of anyone course else. We did. Of course we watched it. I think I should be very clear about the fact that I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> And it, do you what get else it? was I going to be allowed to watch? The I mean, Swans game that night? No! Yeah. No, I don't think so. What, what did you make of the American contribution and presence? I thought it was... You know, the best part about it was that if, if I... The reason I'm so happy I watched it was only because... And I forget his name. I should know his name. Uh, Harry. The, the American preacher. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, the preacher. The I American pastor yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that went all Pentecostal in the yeah. church. Michael, Michael Curry, I think. It's he's the called. greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Uh, because just to see that pure dose of Pentecostal preaching verve yeah. and then to watch 500 years of repressed English emotion <laughs> try to understand yeah. what just happened. <laughs> Yeah. A whole lot of yeah. stiff upper lips oh, watching man, that. Oh, man, it was yeah. so it was so fantastic. Were they laughing at him? I, I don't know. I was trying to work out. Were they... Was, was I think they were think we are not amused. My Facebook feed was all pretty... Everybody was really impressed by they him. Liked and him. Yeah, yeah, liked him a lot. Yeah. 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 So. No, no, it was more the, more the people in the room. That, yeah, uh, yeah, that were... Yeah. Yeah. No, he was great. It was yeah. a curious juxtaposition, <laughs> if I can use that word. Uh, I usually say that up for Radio National. That's all right. A few scowls from the It's the first time... It really sparked it up. I thought that was a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, you watch for the hats because nobody puts things on their heads that don't belong there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like the royals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh, it's sort of uh, satellite dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Satellite, uh, Sputnik. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you like it, Greta? Did you, did you watch every moment? I was um, performing in a show. I didn't get to watch it. But um, <gasps> the, pers- yeah, the person whose who's play it was, their whole family came in. Um, they're just in royal hats, royal party hats. No, so nice. he's like, oh, God, my family's there. Oh, God. You know, yeah, so yeah. I didn't actually say it. But so I, I, you I, were doing I, the tragedy of Hamlet or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But um, I think I will go back and watch it because I, I like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll see that. And even if you don't watch it, go back and watch. It's a, it's a, it's a YouTube guy yeah. ch- channel thing. They do a lot of different things. They're called Bad Lip Reading. Oh, Bad Lip Reading, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And most of them are funny generally, but the royal wedding edition of Bad Lip Reading is hysterical. It's cool. People yeah. were hanging out for that. Oh, I can't wait till they do Bad Lip Reading of the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, so good. I, I am curious, though, because I, the, um, the commentary, we were flicking around the channel to try and get a decent commentary. And, um, I think I, you would have found from, that on the ABC column. Oh, no, no, what, what, I, what got me was that you would, if it was cricket, if it was cricket and the same people were doing it, it would be a uh, man is running in along the grass towards those three sticks. Uh, he's got something come out of his hand. 
It's a round thing. Uh, <laughs> and the man at the other end with the big stick, he's going to... He's, he's moving it up and he, they've... They've hit the, the yeah. You were saying that none of the commentators seem to know the they didn't know ins and outs of a Christian uh, service. No, 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 no. I, the guy who did this, the ceremony did, but uh, I know, <laughs> I, I know Paul. Uh, what's his name? The you know Clooney. I know him, and they knew him. But mm. there's a whole lot of people they didn't say their names, and I thought, you know, in this they could put a man on the moon, and they can't tell me who that is on my they television. Can't, they can't recognise George just, Clooney. They, exactly. Oh, they said it's a glorious shame, shame. day. The guests are arriving. Oh, it's a glorious day, and there's another guest. Arriving. <laughs> we have Greta Lee Jackson, Colin Buchanan, and Tommy Dean on Thank God It's Friday. Tonight marks the start of Vivid, the giant light display highlighting all that's good about our city. But shouldn't we follow it up with a different festival highlighting all that makes us angry about life in Sydney? We could call it Livid. <laughs> Uh, what things would you highlight and how would you capture them in a display? Greta. Oh, honestly, I'd like to see a festival about how Sydney can't do a festival. <laughs> so it's just cues. It's just cues. That's all it is. But we've done that. It's called Vivid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's basically all I... Because like, we, we've just not had much luck with it lately. So that's what I'm well, they, they say. We, well, you know, they say they're a victim of their own success. Well, the festivals do. Vivid, yeah. Oh, Vivid, Vivid does, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty crazy last year. I went on the last day and just couldn't get anywhere. Hmm. Um, so that's what so I... You, you but that's what's going to be great about Livid. Livid, mm. yeah. Is that actually trying to get there is its own installation. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to You're, all the... Yeah, everything's shut. Everything's yeah. shut by midnight, so you've got to go home. As soon as you get there, go home. you got to book <laughs> tickets online, but the site crashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're involved with it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. moment they announce it, you're yeah. living. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And the worse organised it is, the better. Yeah. Exactly. They're you try to get a coffee while you're there, but suddenly Never. it's suddenly $6. Yeah. $6! Or well, the, prepaid, the prepaid hamper you ordered, it's gone. Hmm. It's not there as soon as you get there. And you say to the person, you say, I'm livid! And they say, exactly, exactly. sir. Exactly. exactly. That's what we're Mission accomplished. For. Colin Buchanan, what are you, what are you livid about? Um... Oh, well, I oh the guitars well, come out. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Got, Very yeah, good. Yeah. Very observant of you, Richard. <laughs> uh, okay. I got talking to an old town planner Sitting on his veranda I asked him, how are you going to fix up Sydney's planning woes? He said, son, that's a real good question I got one simple suggestion Going to be a total transformation If they give my plan a go Knock the toaster down Knock the toaster down Give circular key back to you and me Knock the toaster down I said, what about the new F6? West connects and the old spit bridge We got a light rail fail getting units wall to wall He said, well, it's sorted out in a minute He sort of looked at me like Bruce Willis Fix that one thing and you pretty much fix them all. We're gonna bring that toaster down. Ooh, bring that toaster down. Ooh, you circular key back to you and me. Bring that toaster down. Then he played a scorching solo on his beaten Fender Strat. Then he grabbed his old harmonica and he started playing that. And he played it like this. <laughs> And Colin hands it to Richard Glover and goes... Yeah, Richard Glover, ladies and gentlemen! 
Well, let's do it last night of livid. We can let everybody know. Alan Jones can light the fuse and we'll watch that sucker blow. <laughs> Take the toaster down, clap your hands now, fatten it to the ground. We'll see the botanical gardens from the MCA without a four slice breville sitting in the way. Give the key back to you and me and rip that toaster down. <laughs> Colin Buchanan! Richard Glover! Ooh. You are such a bastard. So, you know so uh, the joke here is my son is a professional harmonica player, and if he, if he ever hears that, he will never talk to me again. Richard, so thanks. Richard, you seem, you seem pretty livid right yeah. there. Livid. Yeah. It's all part of the festival. Hey, just so I can get out of my head, the whole time I've been trying to make a pun rhyming livid with lipid, but I don't know what a lipid is. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it t- some type of gland on your tongue? What is it? What is it? A fat, gl- fat gland. Fat. It's a fat gland. I take it back. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. shaming anyone. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I think the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are going to the Lithgow Lippard Festival. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they have one every year. I think they are. Uh, are you ready for the Wheel of Death, ladies yeah! and gentlemen? <laughs> every week when our audience comes in here, and you're very welcome to join them, just Google ABC TGIF and you can see who's coming up and how you can get some tickets, which are very favourably priced. Are they not? Yeah. <laughs> They're free. Um, uh, and then when uh, the audience comes in, they throw these random topics onto this chocolate wheel. Today's topics are Shiraz, worms, long-haul plane trips, Kim Jong-un, un, except it's spelt with a G for a reason I don't understand. Because that's uh, who we're talking about. <laughs> uh, colon, not Colin. Paint, is it? Marvel Stadium, uh, Punctuation, Graduation, Banshee, Country music, Groucho, handbag, and echoes. Mm. What a weird group of people you are. <laughs> it was they're, curious. They're very strange. It was this a strange crowd. sort of yeah. thing. The moment they walked in, I was worried. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was worried for Tommy. To be yeah. fair, I was worried for myself. Stream of consciousness. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was good of them to all wear the uh, fashions they were donating to the powerhouse. That was, <laughs> that was kind. Uh, yeah. But these words, which one fill, fills, you, fill, fills you full of fear? All of them. Every yeah, single so. one this week. They're it's weird. the only time I've never wanted you to spin it. Yeah. yeah. They're Please weird. don't They're all spin weird. it. Every Why single are you one so is cruel? weird. Whatever Do you know what a banshee is? is? I don't know what a banshee is. You don't know what a banshee is? No. It's graduation. Well, well, this is exciting because yeah. before the show started, we were talking about hills. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming her. Graded, yeah. so there's various graduations of... Ah, oh, oh, come on! Yeah. Hillside. We were talking about how Razorback Mountain is not that steep. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, graduation, uh, it's actually uh, topical mm. if you're in America right now because this is graduation season uh, when all of uh, America's high school students uh, gather together in a dress and a mortarboard and listen to speeches of inspiration and then go to a kegger and get drunk like they've never been drunk. <laughs> in honour of higher education to come. And I believe that number is upwards of 12%. Go on to higher education. It's exciting, the educational system of America. To have it in double digits is unheard of in my lifetime. 12%, that's how much alcohol's in the... Exactly. That's how how we know how many get to go on. Uh, It's an exciting time. I remember uh, graduating. I graduated, a lot of people dispute this, but I graduated with distinction. Wow. Yeah. So you could get your normal diploma, which just meant you did your class hours that were required. Uh, you could graduate with honors, 
which was if you did the honors classes. Uh, distinction was in between. Distinction was for those of us that couldn't manage honors, but had an extra couple of hours through their last year of high school where they could go do modules in the library. Yeah, things like I learned how to fold a napkin into a swan <laughs> in case hospitality became my thing. Uh, I learned how to it's put a life an, skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a life skill. You, you put the small fork outside the slightly bigger fork. Yeah. Yeah. You break your bread roll. Yeah. Has this proved it. of utility to you so far, Tommy? <laughs> well, I've never had to set the table, but I know which fork to use first. Yeah. <laughs> that is helpful. Yeah, that is helpful. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask Andy. Tommy? And occasionally, that? when at a corporate gig, if things are getting tiresome around the table when they're talking about things that I don't understand, I quickly whip my napkin into a swamp. Mm. <laughs> Do they pay you extra? Do a little puppet show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Did you have an inspiring speaker? Um. I was, I, I was the inspiring speaker. <laughs> no, yeah. your own that, is one, that is one cheap-ass school. Isn't it it? <laughs> Come on. It was a cheap-ass school. Uh, I actually had, I wrote, uh, Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States, the great Republican and ruiner of all things future, Ronald <laughs> Reagan. Uh, I wear this shirt now with a ray gun on it in his honor. <laughs> and he was invited, we invited him to our school, uh -huh. um, and he said no. <laughs> I believe is what he said. Uh, so the uh, we had a, I was a, I, spe I was a speaker in high school. I was uh, famous in high school for doing the morning announcements. No. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, every day uh, in the homeroom at nine a.m., uh, there'd be eight minutes of announcements, and it would sound something like this: If you were in the chess club, you're meeting in module F, room two today. If you're in the literary club, you're a nerd. <laughs> Lunch today features pasta in line one, pizza in line two, and in line three, cheeseburgers. You must have been such a trusty. Uh, a trusty? Yeah. Teacher's pet. Trusty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except the, but the, what was hilarious, they trusted me to a point, but the vice principal who was in charge of announcements held, uh, it was actually like a phone. You talked into a phone. Uh, but he wouldn't let me hold it. Oh, <laughs> that's a wise man. So, yeah, that so, is a wise so man. He had it right there. And more yeah. than one occasion, he could yeah. see it a sparkle in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> and the phone would whip away. Yeah. And suddenly you hear his monotone voice. Look, just all you need to know is Lit Club is in room two. <laughs> so that, that's trained, though. You were then the person they selected to the graduation. One of, I mean, so so what, what did you speak about? I spoke L about literary the literary club is in room nine. <laughs> the uh, chess club is that's in right. room three. Uh, I basically just went through all the announcements. For those of you who don't know, uh, lit club, you're still nerd. <laughs> I don't care where you go. Sorry, what did you say? Uh, I was. I had to play it, but I had to submit my speech. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so this is classic inspirational stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I look around, I see all of you, and all of us will be better than we are today. Nice. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who you are, John. You're lucky you're sitting there. <laughs> you're only graduating because you're sick of having you in this school. <laughs> it was a lot of jokes. Like that. <laughs> you won't be surprised that I didn't make it to the end. I, is that uh, right? And the principal stepped forward and said, I think that'll be enough. <laughs> And I think that will be that enough. Will Does be he enough. live? Yeah. Does he die? He lives! Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover.
have Greta Lee Jackson from the wonderful Two Nightly Show with Tom Ballard, Colin Buchanan and Tommy Dean on our panel today. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> news this week that they are setting up dating schools for Chinese men. For $4,500 in China, you can get lessons on how to attract and keep a girlfriend. This is a reflection of the fact that China apparently has 33 million more men than women. So competition Ooh. is really fierce. It's a line ball. If you, were, <laughs> if you were running a dating school for men, what would be in the syllabus, Greta? I think, where, I think we should teach them where to travel where there are man droughts. Oh, you yeah. know, because I've had friends that live in these country towns where they're like, oh, like, I'm the only woman. Um, the odds are good, but the goods are odd kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then there are these other towns, that, like in the cities there's more women uh, in Australia. So I think... Uh, so come gentlemen, to Sydney. Gentlemen, come here, 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 here. And, um, yep. yeah, that's what so I think. So Newtown. Yep, I mean, Possibly. well... Glebe. I mean, people don't... Re- there's not a lot of... Summer Hill. Summer, Summer Hill. Hill. <laughs> Again, not heterosexual suburbs. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. There are a lot of women there. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're holding hands with each other, Richard. Yeah, but that's <laughs> because they haven't got a decent Chinese man. <laughs> no, no. That, and also, I was interested to see that the, the course was how to keep the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just teaching them how to pick up after themselves because my partner, I bought him a separate... Laundry basket and he doesn't bloody use it. And oh, if you want to hold on to me, you better learn how to do your own yeah, yeah. housework. That's so. lesson number one. That's it, yeah. He doesn't put the wet towel on the floor, does he? On the bed. <gasps> on the bed. I know. Now, better, have, have you considered one of these 33 million Chinese yeah. <laughs> who could just come in and replace the one you've got and no doubt do a better job? Yeah, exactly. yeah this subject is um, Greta's phone number. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, you're running the course for the 33 million Chinese men. How do you teach them I'm to... more a realist. I think you teach them uh, the joys and pleasures of living alone. <laughs> Because I don't know what it's like in China in relationships. And while there's a great deal of love and support and magic that can happen between a, two people that love each other greatly, the reality that stand-up comedy has taught me is that many relationships eventually get to the point where both of you are happy to share a house, but mostly you do everything you can to do something without them. <laughs> so they should focus on that part. If you focus on that part, if you know how to truly live by yourself and for yourself, it's as if you're in a perfect relationship. <laughs> that would be my motto. But you just employ a mirror, right. do you? <laughs> well, I think it's overstated. I, I think, you know, there's, uh, you know, the contact. We miss human contact. Uh, there's plenty of massage parlors. <laughs> Tommy, I don't, sorry, I don't need a sexy wife. massage. <laughs> I mean, just go get a nice... You know, An ordinary massage. Get, yeah. get it in the mall so you feel safe. <laughs> $15 for head and neck. Plenty of contact. <laughs> it is marriage. Need. Secondly, learn that anything that you can eat can be wrapped in a spring roll wrapper and makes it better. <laughs> I think they know that already. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we need to teach them even more things to put in there. They've got the basics. Okay. But I have I don't know, a spring Mars roll bar. kick, by the way, in case you want yeah, to. Yeah, Mars Literally bar. everything. Yeah. If you can eat it, wrap it in a spring roll wrapper, it's better. Bingo. <laughs> Tommy Dean, the only person who's been taking spring roll tips to China. (laughs) (laughs) You guys start with what they know. And uh, and, and thirdly, I would suggest (laughs) that they use the internet. Uh Because everybody I know, I've never done internet dating, but all the people that I talk to with internet dating says, you just can't miss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but maybe you can in China because there's 33 million more men than women. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the st- problem. The You're the not issues. addressing that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you haven't even thought about this. <laughs> it's not the numbers do boggle me. Yeah, I have to right. say, the numbers. Thirty-three million yeah. Chinese men are that, listening to the as... podcast, and they're disappointed. They were really hoping this guy's got three points. There's a bit of order to what he has to say. <laughs> it's credible. We're actually going to get something out of this. Something lasting. I mean, that's almost good. as big as the queue at Vivid. Oh yeah. Good point. <laughs> I take it all back. Um, <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's a point, though. If you have 33 million more men than women, maybe, maybe the evolution is telling you something. Well, not... Mm, I could say something controversial here, but... Oh, no, no, <laughs> well, you can't well, not well, say well, it now. Well, well, right. Right. Well, well, maybe it's a hangover from the one-child policy. Well, of know? course it is. You yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. probably... Well, there goes true. our relationship go. with China. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First thanks, Andrew Hastie, now Greta. Yeah, thanks, and Greta. that's my... I was trying to be subtle about it, but the spring roll, when held up just before you eat it, looks like the number one. I was trying to be subtle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Colin Buchanan, you're running the dating course for these 33 million Chinese men. How are you going to teach them how to keep, uh, to attract and keep a woman? Yeah, well, I I think if I'm running it, let's just bypass all the details, go straight to the bankruptcy court, um, because I don't think it's going to be a successful business. I went more for uh, quality rather than quantity. Mm -hmm. So I've been married. I've I've been married for 32 years. And um, but uh, didn't date a lot of women, so I don't have a lot of gems. But I, I still think uh, because I'm a songwriter, I can at least write a jingle for my business. But um, it does need Tommy. Can you read this at the end in you that bet. sort of insurance yep. end of insurance ad style? Okay. Or, or other, otherwise known as uh, libraries in room two voice. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's got to be quick because no, they're paying. They're paying. He's yeah, got yeah, it. He's got it. Beijing is a big, big city. Shanghai, well, she ain't so pretty When a guy can't find a special woman to love No, no (laughs) No man man wants to be Can you do it sexier? This is about as sexy as it gets (laughs) So I got one woman, 32 years That's pretty much it No man wants to be Alone in PRC What you gonna do What you gonna say With a little help Love is on the way Colin Buchanan's Dating school For Chinese men Chinese men (laughs) Colin Buchanan's Dating school Ni Tai Bangla You're fantastic (laughs) Love will find a way Love will come to stay It's a long ad (laughs) It's about at 2am Colin Buchanan's dating school For Chinese men Chinese men Ni Tai Bang La Ni Tai Bang La Colin Buchanan's dating school for Chinese men takes no responsibility for the success or otherwise of subsequent romantic outcomes. Applicants should take the advice of an independent dating advisor. For details, consult the product disclosure statement. Terms and conditions apply. Overseas model shown. Filmed under controlled conditions. Non-Chinese men, welcome. Spoken by T. Dean. Authorized by Steve Buchanan. Heath code for Colin Buchanan's dating school for Chinese men. Ni Tai Bang La. <laughs> No wonder they chose him for the... You know, right. yeah. What does Nitai Bang La mean? It means you're fantastic. Oh, it does mean you're fantastic. It does mean you're fantastic. Did you look that up on the interweb? 
no, no, no. I, I'm quite fluent. <laughs> I'm quite fluent in Mandarin, and oh, I'm offended yeah. that you asked. Well, you've eaten one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Greta Lee Jackson, Colin Buchanan, Tommy, B- Tommy Dean, and our wonderful audience. Thank you. Well, thank God it's Friday. Uh, now, there was sad news a week or so ago of the death of, of Margot Kidder, who played Lois Lane in Superman, a hero to young girls of the time with her feistiness, her intelligence and her tenacity. So who did you want to be when you were growing up and what made them so special? Who did you want to be? Colin. Oh, uh, Batman. Of course. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that the 70s Batman series we came just at the right time. I just feel lucky in, the, in human history that I happened to land in that point in human history. Because mm. uh, there's been sort of 200,000 years of evolution and development and you just happened to... <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, I mean, in that time, 200 million years, it's a, it's a coat of varnish really, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, and um, so before that, like the 50s, uh, Christopher, not Christopher Reeve, who was the fellow? Yeah, it was Christopher Reeve. George Reeve, thank you. Um, uh, and it was serious. Right. And, uh, and, the, and Superman, they needed to fly, so they had to blur the background, and he clearly mm. wasn't flying. And, um, to be whereas, fair, he was leaping. <laughs> he would run and leap and then cut. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd be behind the screen where someone was turning the handle. But, um, but then, and then now we've got the Marvel thing, which is just CGI and they're smart talking and they're just, it's all mm-hmm. a bit the same. And so right you're saying the, the first of all it was too cod, yeah. now it's too fancy. Yeah, yeah, and then right in the middle <sighs> was, the, was the Batman where he's just in a suit. He's a man, so he can't really do CGI stuff. You mm-hmm. don't need to try. The special effects aren't too. And I think for me, I, it was an, like an epiphany. You watch it and you think, well, this is, this is pure ham. Mm. This is flim flam in the extreme. This is my life's calling. <laughs> and, and here I am. I've got to pinch myself. I'm, I'm sitting here just saying Colin Buchanan's <laughs> daddy school with Chinese men. My dream has come true. I get a bit choked up. I, sorry, I can't go on. Yeah. So on, get this man a cape. Greta, yeah. yeah. uh, a, a, a lot of women who may be a little bit older than you really loved uh, this Lois Lane. Who did you love and want to be? Look, I, I, um, I started watching um, Frontline in high school. We had to for the HSC syllabus. I'm like, I just want to be Brooke Vandenberg. <laughs> I just want all that, all those opportunities. And, and she, she had all the, the ego and she was a total bitch. And, and so I'm like, I'm totally that, but um, with jokes. So, <laughs> so basically. Oh, so the satire had the appeal. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, okay, good, good. No, good, no. Good, I, good. I, I, look, oh, for, for, to a. No, the, what I actually mean to say is that <laughs> making those sort of comedies for a living probably is, yeah. is, is watching her, watching the working dog team and things like that. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be great? No, you, would, you didn't say that. You said, I saw this very nasty woman <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> aspiration. Aspiration, yeah. she's, yeah. yeah, ball breaker, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Greta and I haven't, and Tommy, you know, we hadn't met before and she came out of the lift and, and I said, hello, I'm Colin. And she said, what are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my way, Get out idiot. of my way. She, yeah. you know, did that walk like... Bro- <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are, Batman? <laughs> it was, I thought that was harsh. No, 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 no. And then she, she took a swing at me. Biff. Pow. Wham. Who did you want to be, Tommy? Who was Look, the- this is awkward. I have never said this out loud in any forum. Mm. Uh, but in the uh, total honesty that this radio program de- uh, demands... Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be Sean Cassidy. Oh, wow. Because of the Hardy Boys. 
Ah, not what? Partridge fan. That was Partridge. He went on to Partridge. No, family. he was also in the Hardy Boys. Was he? Oh, I didn't okay. know that. Okay. Okay. But uh, Sean Cassidy, Partridge Family was uh, the whole idea. of The Partridge Family was uh, amazing. So David Cassidy was in the Partridge. So David Cassidy was in it, but Sean Cassidy was the Do Run oh, Run Sean... guy. Sean Cassidy was David Cassidy's brother. Oh, okay. And he was one of the Hardy Boys. Right. Okay, so Butch Cassidy was he their dad? <laughs> <laughs> he was their grandfather. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm. Uh, okay. I think I've got it. But they were. Uh, <laughs> So the Partridge family was exciting, uh, but I, we were not a musical family, so there was no hope of that happening. Yeah. Uh, for a short time, I wanted to be Greg Brady, but then I realized that that was just illegal. <laughs> uh, where that went. Yeah. Um, so the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, they, they saw Hardy Boys, crimes, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the books. So I read uh, the books. Uh, I was also a big fan of a book. I don't know if I ever showed it here. There was a, a book series called The Great Brain uh, which was similar. It was about a young 12-year-old genius who solved <laughs> local crimes in his western town. You, you weren't going to, to library group in room two, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little like that. I, to be fair, I read a lot. Uh, and you've stolen the... I'm to admit it. <laughs> I read so many books. <laughs> All right, I'm Tommy. so sorry. <laughs> it's my grandmother's fault. She had so many in the house. That's what happens when you put books in the house. Kids will read them. Get them out of your house. Well, this Fahrenheit 451 is what it should be. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, but the Hardy Boys books were amazing. And Nancy Drew as well. Nancy Drew, same author, same idea. Uh, I just love the idea of teen crime. Uh, you had a similar one here that I haven't read as much of, but the kids read some of it. The Five, the Sugarland Gang, or what's the the Five? Who are they? The Five Kids That Solve. Oh, Famous Five. Five. That's British. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. when the title is exactly what I should read. Yeah. They were quite famous. There are yeah. five of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you implied it was Australian, so we were thinking of. Yeah. Is it not Australian? No, no, no. It's good ad. Well, English and Australian is the same in America. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just so you know. About 50 years ago it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it's no, all they, have, they have very English things. They have ices. They eat ices. Mm. And we always thought it was so exotic, didn't we? We thought, what are they eating? They're eating ice ices. Like and we finally realised with this sort of slump of disappointment they were ice blocks. Right. And, you know, not that exciting at all. Um, who were the winners and losers of this week, Tommy? Look, I, I rarely make this personal, and I don't know if this makes me winner or loser, but this Sunday I turn 50 years old. Oh. 50. I guess it goes both ways. Part of me. Happy birthday to you. Me. Happy birthday to you. What? To me? Happy birthday, dear Tommy. They're talking I'm not about a me. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. I'm on a cassava. Right away from the box. Tommy, uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, now, Richard and I have started a band. Uh, which, uh, have we got time to promote it? What I'm most excited about is I got my letter from the Australian government inviting me to... Uh, <laughs> to do something that in America is illegal. <laughs> but I can't wait to poop in a cup and mail it. And mail it, now. Oh, man. Uh, Greta, who were your winners and losers? I've been practising all week. <laughs> Uh, winners and losers, clearly Tommy. Uh, but also, old mate that got to stay in his house for another few, few months. You know? Oh, so he's away. He's, yeah. he's still in there. Yeah, he's still oh, in there. Man. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty it's good. all gone. Colin, winners and losers. Uh, Doria Ragland, she's a winner. Cause she's still thinking, what? So am that's I, Megan's mum, yeah? Yeah, am yeah. I? I really am here. 
I'm here. I, and, but she's so gracious. Like, mm. it was just lovely. Just, they'd go to a close-up of her and it was just like, wow, she's just delightful. Mm. And uh, dad. so dad. Well, no, no, no. And the loser was the Page Boys orthodontist. Um, because <laughs> when she, she, gets to the, <laughs> she gets to the door of the church, there's a collective gasp. <gasps> They're not looking at the dress. They're looking at the page boy's mouth, and and he's a as we like to say he's a punter. He's he's got one each way. <laughs> so uh, that should you know like that okay that I know that happens, but the orthodontist you know maybe should have had a bit of a you know. Please say Trina Lee Jackson, Colin Buchanan, Tommy Dean. Part of TJS next week. Tommy is back with Richard Feidler and Gene Kitson. Music is from the cast of Priscilla. And Tony Sheldon will be coming in to talk about Priscilla. Plus the weather, plus the news headlines. Plus the weather, plus the news headlines. I'm Richard Dover. Until then, thank God it's Friday. Yeah.